All right, before I get to my next guest, Jane Geddes, I want to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Finn Cycles. It's time to rethink golf. The game is at a tipping point. The young people we need in the game don't have four and a half hours to spend out on the course. Pairing Finn Cycles with a desire to play ready golf can cut playing time in half because all golfers go directly to their own golf ball. Plus, it's tons of fun. Go online to finscooters.com and click on Find a Finn for a course that has them near you. I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. Did you know that Golf Pride lets you rep your favorite team while also using the number one grip in golf? Your team, your grip, MCC Hybrid Grips, the number one grip series worldwide. Features an exclusive brush cotton cord in the upper hand for all-weather performance with premium rubber in the lower hand for added feel. The new MCC Team Series is available in a variety of new color combinations so you can rep your favorite team out on the course. Available in standard and midsize. Check it out online by going to golfpride.com. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. Okay, now next on the tee with me is LPGA two-time major champion Jane Geddes. Jane is from Somerville, South Carolina. She played her college golf at Florida State and helped them win the 1981 National Championship. She was inducted into the Florida State Hall of Fame in 1988. She joined the LPGA Tour in 1983. She got her first career victory at the 1986 Women's U.S. Open. She would back it up with a win the very next week at the Boston Five Classic, becoming one of only four players in LPGA history to go back-to-back after winning the U.S. Open. 1987 was her best year on tour, winning five times, including the LPGA Championship, and then going back-to-back weeks at the Women's Kemper Open and the GNA Glendale Federal Classic. In all, Jane won 11 times and had 52 top 10 finishes. She went back to school after her time on tour and earned her undergraduate degree in criminology at the University of South Florida and her law degree at Stetson. She is now the CEO of the LPGA Legends Tour, and I'm so honored to have her back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Jane, thanks for coming back on the show. All right, now back with me here on Next on the Tee is LPGA two-time major champion Jane Geddes. Jane is from Somerville, South Carolina, played her college golf at Florida State and helped them win the 1981 National Championship. She was inducted into the Florida State Hall of Fame in 1988, joined the LPGA Tour in 83, got her first career victory at the 1986 Women's U.S. Open. She would back it up with a win the very next week at the Boston Five Classic, becoming one of only four players in LPGA history to go back-to-back after winning the U.S. Open. 1987 was her best year on tour. She won five times, including the LPGA Championship, and then went back-to-back weeks at the Women's Kemper Open and the GNA Glendale Federal Classic. In all, Jane won 11 times, had 52 top 10 finishes, She went back to school after her time on tour and earned her undergraduate degree in criminology at the University of South Florida and her law degree at Stetson. She is now the CEO of the LPGA Legends Tour, and I am so honored to have her back again with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Jane, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. 
Jane, I, I feel like life is starting to creep back towards normal. We haven't <laughs> talked since all the COVID craziness over the last 13 months. But I know. How have you been dealing with a world, uh, the world according to COVID? It has been um, challenging. You know, uh, it's been, um, you know, we pretty much shut down in 2020 as far as the Legends Tour goes. And, you know, it was just one of those, you know, our our tour, we, we don't have the, the, the benefit of saying, well, just watch on TV. It doesn't matter if we have fans or anything. We don't have that, right? So we have, uh, we depend solely on sponsors relying on that client interaction, that pro-am, the parties, the, the interaction with the fans, everything. And obviously, we couldn't do that last year. And it's still, uh, you know, we're still in, you know, in a, um, even though I, 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 you know, I feel like we're coming out of the fog and I think everybody else does, you know, we're still in that point of people trying to figure out, you know, how can we gather? What can we do? Well, you know, when can we do it? So it's been, it's been a challenge, but it's been a challenge for everyone. So it's not like we're alone in anything that, you know, that we're going through. And Jane, to your point, one of the many great things about the LPGA Legends Tour has been sort of the unprecedented access that fans have to the players. I mean, in the past, you could walk right down the middle mm -hmm. of the fairway alongside the player of your choice if you wanted to. Do you, is that going to change? How, how do you feel like this season? Is it going to be different? And are you going to have one? Well, we're, you know, we're going to have a little mini one right now. We, you know, the, the senior women, uh, women's open will be played at Brookfield, um, Country Club in, uh, Fairfield, Connecticut in July. And then we're in August, we're going to be at, back at French Lake for the senior LPGA championship. And, uh, we have one new event, uh, the Land Lake. Um, classic in um, Minneapolis in August, but and then maybe sprinkle a couple events in there that we're still working on. But again, Chris, it's just been this. You know, I, I'm talking to a bunch of people about how to be involved with Legislator, but it's it's still to that point of what are the what you know what are the protocols going to be? What do we do? So you know, quite honestly, um, I'm very focused on 2022 right now because that that's. <laughs> really what makes most sense for me. You know, I mean, I look at this year, they, you know, coming into this year with so much unknown, it was very difficult to build on anything that we had been building on already in 20. So, I mean, in 19 and then in 20. So it was, you know, so we just kind of, we, you know, we kind of went dark a little bit. Um, but I say that, but you know what? Credit to all of my members and all the members of the Legend Store. We just kind of finished our, our membership kind of re-up for everybody and we have more members than we've ever had, um, 16 Hall of Famers and, and, you know, and so the support of all my, you know, my friends and, and, you know, players from the LPGA that are now qualified for the legend has been, you know, kind of unprecedented. And, um, I appreciate that. And I, you know, uh, it makes me, it drives me to, you know, make sure that we can, you know, have something for everyone to really support and to play in and really benefit from in the future. So that's, that's, that's the good news. And Jane, as you talk about growth of the players and, and looking ahead to 2022, to your point a few moments ago, I know you've got four events scheduled on the season. Sounds like you're trying to work on a couple of more, but as you look ahead to next year, do you expect to have, you know, whether it's eight or 10 or that many more events that, uh, we can look forward to for uh, watching the LPGA legends play. 
Well, if I could base it on my conversations right now, I'd say yes. You know, there'll be that many. Um, it's, you know, it's like, like anything else, it's, it's getting all those over the kind of threshold, um, and get everyone committed. So, but I, but, you know, next year will be, you know, by all accounts, as, as we can kind of, best we can tell now, we'll be a little bit more back to normal. So again, those conversations that I'm having about next year are a lot more vibrant and a lot more sort of, hey, we'll be there, you know, kind of than, than obviously than we could have had this year. So yeah, you know, I, I would, uh, we are, here, here's the challenge is that when, when you talk about the Legends Tour, we've never really been a tour, right? We, a tour of what we think about, what well, we all know about a tour in golf is this, you know, Tons of tournaments and, you know, the whole calendar year, PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, whatever, champions. We're not, we're not that. And, and really for now, in the next, you know, however many years, we're not going to be that. First of all, our players don't necessarily want to play every week and, and have the, and, and can play every week. A lot of, a lot of our players, our members work and, you know, they have jobs in other places, but love to go out and play and love to, you know, still be able to compete. So, um, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I feel comfortable saying this now. I mean, we're, I think we're almost at the point where we can kind of talk about it. Next time I'm on your show, we will be able to talk about it a lot. But we're we're working with the LPGA to to become a kind of change our name a little bit and become the legends of the LPGA because that's really who we are, right? We're the legends of the LPGA, and what that means out sort of in the market is we're we're up for doing a lot of different things because we have we have a a a a kind of a vast membership of all different ages all different you know like i said 16 or 17 i think um hall of famers you know not a lot of them want to play and compete but golly they would love to go do things that support women's golf or support the lpga or support the legends or you know whatever so I'm excited about the potential that we have and getting a little closer to the LPGA and really working with them um, more. Um, It's the right thing to do. It it makes sense. Mike Juan and I had talked about it for years. Um, And so, you know, it's coming to fruition soon and, 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 and I'm excited about that. Um, So I, I think it'll help me tell my story a little better. The Legends Tour doesn't necessarily say who we are all the time. You know, um, sometimes I have to kind of, you know, I, I always end up defaulting to, well, we're the legends of the LPGA, we're the senior tour of the LPGA. So I think I'll be able to tell my story a little better um, and look forward to kind of talking about that kind of, you know, publicly and whatnot in the very, very, very near future. So. So, Jane, I, I want to talk a little bit about the LPGA because there, there was a time when my buddies and I, we could relate more to the ladies playing out on the LPGA tour because the distance they hit their shots was closer <laughs> in relation to ours. I mean, guys on the L- on, on the PGA yeah. tour, we can't relate to that. We can't we can't relate to 345 mm-hmm. yard drives or or Bryson DeChambeau hitting it 400 yards, that sort of stuff. But we could yeah. for the ladies on the LPGA tour. But even now, as I start to look at the statistics, I mean, the top five women on tour are driving it over 280 yards. They're starting to play. Yeah. A game that we're not familiar with. Talk about what you're seeing on the LPGA tour. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm amazed myself, honestly. You know, and and here, here's and and my my opinion is it all comes down to the equipment, um, and and the fitness of the players and and whatnot. But in the end, here 
and here's my the the the, the my my point that I the only thing that I can relate to is when I play and I I don't play a lot. You know, if I get out to play once every few weeks, whatever, I have a set of clubs that I've had for a few years. They're not necessarily fitted to me, but they're okay. You know, they're 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 workable. I've, I've been with Callaway over my entire career, and they, you know, I I'm, I'm nice enough to get me clubs every now and then. And but the bottom line is, I hit my I hit my irons the same distance that I hit them when I played in my prime. And I will tell you. That should not be the case, right? I have, I do not practice. I don't have any golf muscles. I don't have any of that. But the equipment and the golf ball allow me to do that. Um, and so when you see players, um, you know, hitting the ball like they do, and, and you know, I think, you know, um, Bryson's a whole, here's a whole different story. But, when you know, I think, I, I think the equipment and the golf ball are driving a lot, no pun intended, are just driving a lot of this change in, in the game. Um, and you know, like I said, granted the players are, they're, they're, they're super fit. I mean, it's a whole different mode. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's professional sports at its best. And, um, but it, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the length that the women are hitting balls, it's just phenomenal. And, and, um, and, you know, some fantastic golf swings and, all of it, all of it is improving. And, but that's, you know, that's sort of the evolution, right? I mean, it, the evolution of when, you know, when, when, when I came on tour and, and how it evolved from, you know, the players that were 20 years before me. And so, um, I just don't wonder, I guess I just, the question, I guess, you probably are asking is where's it at? How can you drive the right. 400 yards? I mean, where, at what point do these golf courses become obsolete? And that's, that's more, that's my question more, at least on the men's side. The women benefit from it, but you know, the men, it's a whole different story. So are you concerned about it? I mean, do you think it's a good thing or bad thing? Are you for bifurcation? What do you think we should do? I'm I'm for bifurcation. I mean, I, you know, I, and I don't know even what that means, you know, as far as I, I couldn't go into the details of all of that, but I will tell you that I was an advisor on the Equipment Standards Committee with the USGA when I was with the LPGA a long time ago. I, I would say this is 10 years ago, at least. Um, it was around the time, well, it was when we changed the group. So it was around that time. So at that point, we were, t- we were talking about the golf ball then. Serious conversations about the golf ball and what are we going to do about it? You know, and there was, it, everyone was so, you know, no one really even wanted to talk about it. It, it was sort of the, oh, you know, how do we, how, what do we, it, there, it, it, there's, you know, there's so much that goes on behind that. It's just saying, oh, just change the ball. Just, you know, make the pros play a different ball or whatever. I mean, there's, it's, there's far more nuances behind it than just, you know, saying that. So, um, you know, it's the, the conversation has been going on a really long time and, and I'm not in the mix of that anymore. So I, I, I don't know where those conversations are going to go, but I know that Mike Guan is going to have his hands full when he takes over soon. I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, he is, you know, I talked to him the other day and I said, boy, you're going to have to all of a sudden learn a lot about different stuff. You know, we were kind of joking, you know, about golf courses and golf setup and rules and equipment and, you know, there's, there's a lot. And, um, a lot that, and I say it's a lot only because a lot that's 
top of mind and top, you know, and what people are really talking about. And um, what do you do when you when you when you're playing golf courses that are, you know, the, some of the classics, and there's no room to move back, and there's no places to move, you know, to build more tees. What do you do? I, you know, I think at some point the the game has to say, okay, stop. You know, we have to do something. So, I don't know. It's, Jane, and it's going to be very interesting. As you mentioned, talking with Michael Wan, and from the minute the news came out that he was going to step down, at, you know, at some point this year, your name immediately came yeah. up as a possible successor. Is that a job <laughs> you'd like to have? You know what? Thank you. I, I appreciate that you saying that. And, um, I've been, I've been asked by a few people about that. And, um, my answer has been, you know what? Um, first of all, my, it's pretty tough shoes to fill. I think whoever fills those shoes is going to be, um, have, have a, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. And, um, then I said that to Mike, you know, and he, you know, his, his response was sort of, oh, they'll, create their own coaster and everything. And I was like, yeah, but we just like, we just turned it all the way around <laughs> in your 11 years. And so we want to keep it going in that direction. Um, but, um, so, you know, my, my, it's where I am in my life. I have 12 year old twin, boy, girl, twins, and that are super busy. And, you know, what Mike has created as far as just, you know, he goes to every single event and, um, and which is the right thing to do and supports every sponsor and has a travel schedule just that is, you know, like craziness. And, um, the challenge of the job is significant. I mean, the LPGA, um, it takes a lot of work to run the LPGA. And, um, while I, am, you know, I am absolutely humbled and honored that somebody would even say that that would be something that I could do. The, the time in my life is just not great, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm support, I, I will be the first one to support whoever's there and I, I can't wait to find out who it's going to be. And, um, Mike has, you know, he's, he's been a good friend of mine and a, and a great mentor. And, um, I think he has left the LPJ in an amazing place, uh, amazing. And I think him taking over the USGA is a just, uh, I mean, the, the, for women's golf, um, and, you know, and in his knowledge and, and what he has now lived through the last 11 years, you know, being um, on the side of women's golf, I think it's, it's going to be a game changer for, for women's golf overall. And I think he's the right guy for the job at the USGA, bar none. Um, when I heard Mike Davis um, was going to step aside, my first thought was, oh, my. Um, God, I hope they consider Mike Wong. So because um, I think he's just I think he's the right guy for the job. And where they are. So, anyway, thank you for even asking that. Jane, just a couple more before I let you go. And, and we're a couple of weeks north of another wonderful Augusta National Women's Amateur Tournament won by Subasa Kachatani in uh, a playoff. Was a, it was a great tournament to watch. Talk about the impact that tournament is having on women's amateur golf. Well, you know, I mean, if if you have – you have the the name Augusta near anything to do with golf, you're going to get, there's going to be an impact, right? And um, I think the fact that um, Augusta has embraced the event like they have, um, 
and the attention that it has gotten for um, for amateur golf is just spectacular. I mean, it, it's any any time you can align with that, you know, type of brand or that that you know the power that Augusta has in golf, it's a win. It's totally a win. Um, would I love somehow, some way for the LPGA to be included in that conversation? Heck yeah. I don't know how, but um, I don't know, you know, if that's something down the road that will be considered um, because I think that would sort of put the cherry on top. But I, I, I think what they've done um, for women's amateur golf is spectacular. I really do. I think it's um, fun to watch. It's fun to watch the women play um, Augusta and, and um, you know, it's, uh, it's very cool. I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I could, I wish I could turn back the clock and go compete myself. Did you ever get to play there? So, no. And only because, all my fault, I, I was invited probably two or three times. And it was when I was, you know, playing full time and um, somehow always found myself busy doing something else and never made, you know, never made it a priority thinking, yeah, I'll do it. So now, anybody that would like to invite me, I will drop everything in my entire <laughs> life to go ahead and play in at some point. It's like, oh my gosh, how who turns down Augusta, right? Who does that? So I didn't even say it, but that's just fact. So anyway, I'm waiting wow. for invite. One of these days. I know. Crazy. Jane, before I let you go, let our listeners know how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing on your own and plus with the with the LPGA Legends Tour and, and follow you, whether it's online or it's on social media. Yeah, I mean, you know what? The LegendsTour.com is our website, the Legends Tour on Facebook. Um, we do a pretty good job on Facebook of, of kind of keeping everybody um, in tune of, you know, what's going on with our players and, and whatnot. And um, hopefully we're going to be doing a little bit more as we become the legends of the LPGA. Look for that. Um, you know, we'll be posting on social media, um, hopefully doing a little bit more um, with some um, really in interactive things with our um, with our members um, on the legends um, of the LPGA TV and radio and whatnot. So um, more to come on all of that. And, I, you know, hopefully when, I, when we talk next time, Chris, I'll have, um, a lot more to talk about as it relates to um, the LPGA and, and our, our association, um, their association with us and what that looks like down the road. But thank you. I, it's, it's great spending time with you tonight. I appreciate it very much. Always a privilege having you as part of the show. And thank you for partnering us with uh, this year. I'm very excited to hear more about what you're doing and then have more of the players uh, from the tour as guests uh, promoting themselves, their careers, and then obviously their time out on the tour with you. So thank you very much for, uh, for partnering with us this year. You're fantastic. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Take care, Jane. All the best in your family. Stay safe. Okay. Thank you. See you, Jane. That's the great Jane Gettys, folks. And uh, hopefully they get uh, you know more events, first of all. And second, kind of get back to a place where, and I'm telling you, you literally could go out on when they play up at French Lick, and they're playing, uh, you know, one of their majors. You can go out in the middle of the fairway and walk with your favorite LPGA legend. You can hear the conversation with the caddies. You can watch, walk shoulder to shoulder with them, ask them questions, the whole nine. It's unprecedented access to those great women. Can't thank them enough, A, for being partners with us. 
and then uh, learning more and more as they uh, partner with the LPGA Tour. So great stuff from Jane Geddes. And, uh, and folks, don't be surprised if Jane Geddes ends up being the next commissioner of the LPGA. Rooting hard for that, too.